It's Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021. Our Spider-Man rewatch continues with The Amazing Spider-Man from 2012. This is Mostly Superheroes. Welcome to Mostly Superheroes, a weekly pursuit for the world's best stories. With an emphasis on live-action superhero stuff, I'm your host, Logan, back here again in the studio, St. Louis, Missouri, in the basement. You guys are back. Who do we got today, folks? You know this guy. It's Andy, a.k.a. The Giggler. Give it up. What is up, squad? Y'all like my shirt? I like the swag. I do. Is that, the, is that one of your newer Mostly Superheroes yes, shirts? Yes, this is the uh, lightweight hoodie. That's the hoodie. It's great. It's perfect for fall. Amazing. Get yours now. It's comfy. Get it now at (laughs) MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash merch. Andy, welcome back. How was your Halloween? It was great. Great. Loki didn't dress up at all. You dressed as Loki? No. (laughs) I dressed up as nothing. Oh, Loki. Yep, 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 yep. Pretty (laughs) Loki. Had some nice brunch on Sunday. Also got some pasta for dinner. Uh, took a nap in between, and I accidentally just ate all the candy before the kids even came. So wow, did you guys do the trick or treaters thing? Uh, like you you handed out to trick or treaters? Uh, no, you, you we, we bought you some just candy. in case, and then like I took a nap, and then kind of just forgot to like put turn the light on on the porch, and then I was like, oh yeah, it's Halloween, it's Halloween. <laughs> oh, that's what this candy was for, and there's just chocolate all over your so, face. That's really kind of what happened. It's all gone now. So I'm a monster, and. uh this is why the fall is a very hard time because I got Thanksgiving, Christmas. People are just giving treats and all that, and I just can never say no. And this is a good plug for the hoodie because it's hoodie season. Yeah, exactly. we're back in fall here in Missouri. You know what's? I think PC Mike calls it. He calls it like puffy season or something, where he's like, you know, you're totally, you, you're fully relaxed. Wear the layers. Uh, good plug for the merch. And you guys know this guy, longtime fan of the show, now back for his third week. I think he's gonna be here for all of our Spider-Man stuff. An Eternals review, Scotty Scoop. <clears throat> Third time's a charm. How's it going, fellas? Welcome back, dude. How are you? Doing well. And that's uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist, one of my favorites. Even the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just the source material. Source material only. What did you think of... I'm so glad that you wore that shirt, because like, I don't think we've really talked about the Iron Fist on this, but the Netflix series... It's a great shirt, by the way. Oh, thanks. For you listeners, it's a it's the Iron Fist logo, but on like a green shirt. Is there like a brand you want to plug? Uh, no, no. I, I think I bought this about probably 10 years ago. Wow. At a Comic-Con in Chicago. So before the show even. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Way before the show. That season one, garbage. Garbage. Season two? And also garbage. Not as bad. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, pretty bad. The Defenders? Uh, I enjoyed The Defenders. Yeah, that was probably his best... They should have I, just introduced I him there. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... it's the classic Iron Fist and, and Luke Cage, Power Man, team up. Yes. That's what we. That's, that's what I wanted to see. Scotty, how was your Halloween? I've, I've seen pictures of your outfit. If, why don't you tell everybody what you did? Uh, yeah, I dressed up as my fiance Shanna. <laughs> I had the, uh, the leopard skin sweatshirt and the leggings and the wig. Yes. Yeah. 
fabulous. I love that you had the wig and you had the gla- her sunglasses. Yep. But I have the sunglasses. You with the wig and the beard. I might have to pull up a, a picture right now and post. I mean, my gosh, <laughs> it looks. You almost look like cousin it because yeah. you just have it's, it's mostly just hair. Hair. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of hair. I liked it. Well, welcome back, both of you. We have a great episode today. I'm so pleased to tell you guys that we're not talking about Titans anymore. It's over. That we de- actually had a, a welcomed opening in the show. That deserves applause. Oh, well, absolutely. That's, it almost makes me feel bad to clap for a show being over. Yeah. But, like, it is the truth. But we have plenty of other stuff to talk about, starting off with, as always, the fans. Let's talk about them. Fan mail. We always feature fans first on this show. It is mostly superheroes after all. And you can give us a call. You can give, leave us a message. You can shoot us a text message. We want to hear from you. We'd love to hear your voice at 754-CALL-LOG. That's 754-225-5564. Um, always looking to get people on the studio phone. But this week, another place that is a great way to get involved is our Facebook group, the Mostly Superhero Squad. It's, uh, you know, Scotty, you, you keep everyone apprised there with the news. You keep us up to date with new trailers coming out. And we also tried to share some good, and this is what we were looking for. This week, we asked you guys in the group, share some good with us. Tell us something good. And I got us kicked off in there, you know, just praising the show, praising you listeners, just having a good time doing it. But we had a few others. We'll start with you, Scotty. You you commented on this thing. Scotty Scoop, what is this? A, is that a piece of chocolate cake? Piece of chocolate cake, man. Hit the spot, too. So, did you guys make <clears throat> this cake? Uh, No, that's from Schnucks. It's a Schnucks cake. Yes. That's a local it, grocery store for you listeners outside of Missouri. Um, I just loved how uh, it was. Share something good. Here's a literal piece of chocolate cake I'm about to eat. <laughs> Doesn't get much better than this. No. Did it hold up? Uh, yeah, it was delicious. So I, give, I want it. You want it. So give it up for Schnucks Bakery. Uh, you can't beat a good piece of chocolate cake. And I can't help but always think of Matilda. Uh, yeah. Every time. It's like, it's one of those things. It's It almost ruined me on chocolate cake for a while. Just that, that kid just scarfing it down. Um, Carrie got uh, a birthday present recently. Her birthday's in October. And I got her a combination of things that she loves. She loves puzzles. And she loves Wayne's World. So she's showing off her Wayne's World puzzle that's going to be up here in the basement at some point. Nice. It's it's a great way to double like a puzzle that you're proud of that you want up on the wall. But now it's a movie poster. Just a pro tip for you guys that are trying to like decorate your house out there. And then Shanna sharing a nice cute photo of buddy that's my my sweet boy buddy that's your sweet boy. Is, is he a lopsa opsa opsa lopsa uh no uh do you know what uh, he is uh, i forget is he a mutt my parents no, dog no. looks just like that and it's a maltese shih tzu wow oh, shih tzu yes shih tzu wow and you have you have other animals uh yeah i have a uh a shepherd mix frida yes and then sweet I, frida and then i have a conure uh, bird, yes. Mara, Mara, yes, she's great. Does like sits on the shoulder and everything. Yep. And Andy, we don't really talked about your dog. You got a dog, TJ. TJ, my best friend. Big old, big old boy. Yeah, he's a lanky, awkward boy, but <clears throat> man, favorite thing in the whole world. Really? What about Stephanie? Uh, she she agrees. She's also her favorite. It's so. a mutual thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're gonna have to get some pictures on the show. Apparently, I will. We should do this like. Way more often, like maybe every week. I mean, it was a good way. We got to get the positivity. Exactly. Positive vibes, sharing something good. Get into the Facebook group now to keep it going. Share some good news, always. Uh, Thank you, guys. Thank you to Shanna, Scott, Carrie. It's funny. It's like most of the people are like in this house right now. (laughs) I know. (laughs) That's what I was thinking. (laughs) 
Um, and that's the Mostly Superhero Squad. So go check it out. We'll always feature you fans first. And give that studio phone a call whenever you can. Let's talk about what we're watching. What you watching? What you watching? Let's tell you what we're watching, what we're reading, what we're doing each and every week. We'll always feature fans first here, too. You give us a what you watching title. Throw us why you watched it, what you thought of it, and a rating. You can get featured first during this segment today. It's just us, the fellas. Andy, kick us off. What'd you watch this week? Um, well, I've been watching this over the past few weeks, getting caught up. Billions on Showtime. There's uh, five seasons right now. Usually they're about 12, 12 eppies each. Um, yeah, this is on Showtime, as I said, I think. Mm-hmm, uh, you did. Starring Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti. Nice. Um, if, you're, if you like things like the the wolf of wall street like the wall street movies or any financed bs stuff like that then you'll you'll love the show this i think it takes a lot of themes of like real life like wall street corruption and things like that and kind of plays it out like through that throughout each season mm-hmm. um so if it, yeah i i don't want to say too much but it gets a lot into basically these these two uh paul giamatti plays like lawyer um damian lewis he's he was in uh Ho- homeland yeah, Homeland. That's a that? very that was, popular show. That was one of my favorite of, of all time. So, sure. I, whenever I look at him now, I think, what was his name? That Bro- Brody. I haven't right? seen it. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't seen Billions or Homeland. Okay. All right. Well, Scotty, have you seen this one? Uh, no. Okay. All right. Um, so yeah, I think I wouldn't say this is for everybody for sure, but if you like those type of things, like it just this is like Wolf of Wall Street, but kind of like Junior. I'd is say. it anything like Succession on HBO? Little bit. I like, like yeah. similar I see, themes, I but see less it. probably less like family, more business maybe in billions. Correct, exactly. This is more like uh, there's yeah a lot of these two have an on and off relationship. Um, as far as like sometimes they're I don't want to say too much. Sure, you know, but uh, billions it, it dives into a lot of like businesses, businesses, other business like other companies like uh, Bobby Axelrod is the is Damian Lewis's character and he. Um, Axe Capital is the company that he runs, so it's a lot of just inner inner office drama you see, and then drama between them. Them, Jason, uh, Paul Giamatti's character, Jason, um, Jason, like basically just trying to find, get, catch him red-handed. So a lot of the Wall Street BS that I see every day in my job, yeah, job that I have that I in the finance on the fan, finance side of the yeah, oh yeah, I basically just stop this from happening. Wow, that's interesting. You just, I mean, if anything was going to get me to watch this, it was going to be watching it going, telling Carrie, like, yeah, Andy said he's basically like one of these characters. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Andy's like basically living billions. Yeah, real life. I love it. Um, All right, billions on Showtime. Um, How many seasons are there? Five. Season six uh, comes out next year. So season six. So they're still going. Yeah, the season five, like they had a abruptly ended in mid COVID, so mm. it's kind of weird. You could even see the characters even look different when season started back up again and finished up earlier, like within the last couple months. Yeah, there's like four episodes that they finish it off, and it starts up again next year. All right, cool. Billions on Showtime. Um, is it one that you could <clears throat> give a rating? Yeah, I can give a rating for sure. I go about three point three point five. Wow. Oh, I'll give it up for that. That's a good rating. Mm billions i give it a one billion <laughs> a one billion highest <laughs> um, rating ever all right go check it out billions on showtime 3.5 from the giggler let us know if you're a fan of this show we'd love to hear more about it one that uh you know it's on the it's on the list right now in terms of like on the radar is typically what i say if like it's not quite on the list it's on the radar and a 3.5 i mean pretty exciting scotty scoop you're up next tell us about what you watched uh army of thieves 
Uh, Netflix recent just came out uh, mm. last Friday. Uh, prequel to Army of the Dead. What? Yes. You're talking to a guy that knows nothing right now. Wow. Yes. I just uh, found this out last week. Not too. even about this, just this, in general. But this yes. is a, a Zack Snyder movie. Yes, um, I, I knew that. Army yeah. of the Dead uh, for Netflix. Um, you know, Army of the Dead that came out uh, six months ago. Yeah, yeah. And we um, talked about it. You've seen it, right, Andy? Yeah. yeah. You, have you seen I've not it? seen this. Okay. Uh, if you enjoyed Army of the Dead, this is you're gonna be fine. Yeah, this is gonna be something for you. I still haven't even seen Army of the Dead. Um, it was good. I I enjoyed it. It was fun. Oh man! Now that there's a prequel, I mean, first of all, before we get into it, Army of the Dead. What would you rate it? Uh, I would give that a three point one. And how about this one, Army of Thieves? Army of Thieves, three point three. More, more. Oh wow! Yeah. See, like that's what I was gonna get at. Was like now that there's a prequel, you've got me like you're you're, you're speaking to the I'm the audience for you because I'm like oh a prequel, cool. More about a pre-zombie world, right? Uh, right. Um. As you watch this movie, in the background, awesome. there's there's the army or, or the undead are starting to rise, and they're talking about oh there's a zombie apocalypse apparently going on in like Vegas. Yeah, it's like Fear the Walking Dead. Right. Um, this is <clears throat> what is mentioned to be Zack Snyder's army verse. Mm. So there is a uh, another prequel coming out that is animated. Uh, called Lost Vegas, uh, that is supposed to show all the characters from the Army of the Dead. Because it takes place in Vegas. Right. Yep. And then uh, there's going to be a sequel. Um, uh, I think it's... And you said animated? Animated, yeah. Wow, okay. Animated. Uh, Interesting. Planet of the Dead Interesting. is going to be the sequel. But uh, the main character here, uh, Dieter, he was in... The Army of the Dead. He was their safe cracker. Okay. Okay. Uh, and this centers on him. There's not really anyone else in the movie that you'd know except for uh, the secondary character was Vicendi in Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, this movie was fun. It is a heist movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, centers on this guy, Dieter. Um, apparently a very, very famous actor in Germany. Yeah, he looks familiar. And then what was the girl's name you said from Game of Thrones? Uh, she plays Missendi. She plays Missendi. She also was in Fast and the Furious, I think. She was, oh, okay. She, yeah. she was like what uh, Ludacris is like hacker uh, girlfriend. Natalie Emanuel. Okay, great. Um, so it, start, it starts out, you know, I'm not doing any spoilers here. Cool. He gets invited to a underground safe cracking tournament. What's safe cracking? Oh, uh, like just cracking yeah, a safe, cracking like a, a burgl- safe, like yeah. a burglar. Yeah, just like hey, you guys. There's like eight of them. Like whoever cracks these safes the fastest gets this job. Wow. And they're you know real globe trotting event. They're trying to crack these famous safes. Um, you know, and the uh, there's supposed supposedly four of them. The last one is the one that he cracks in Army of the Dead. Oh, I see. See, I'm in, I haven't seen that so, either. So it's uh, like, okay. It's, man, yeah, good movie. Good movie? A uh, perfect Netflix movie. Yeah, absolutely. I feel Got like it's it. its own yeah. category. Andy, is this a... Uh, I'm going mean, to watch it. You're going to watch it because you've already seen Army of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, this interests me. And now I'm going to... All right, so here's the next question. Would you recommend I watch Army of the Dead first and then watch this as a prequel? 
uh, I really think you could go either way. Because Ooh. I'm a fan of like hearing people talk about these prequels and then making my own decision to be like, well, maybe I'll just try it. But then again, I wanna, I'll want to i rely on you as the expert, Scotty. You think you could do either one? Uh, yeah, either one, for sure. It's going to work out. Yeah. Cool. Army of Thieves, Netflix, 3.3 from Scotty Scoop. Uh, yeah, definitely on the list. Listener, let us know if you've seen these. I guess they couldn't call it the Snyderverse. <laughs> Correct. Because that would have been confusing. Right. So they're calling it the... Armyverse. The Armyverse. It's not bad. All right, cool. Army of Thieves, Netflix. Can't wait. Going to check it out. Listener, let us know. And the last one, me, HBO Max. It's called The Vow, a nine-part documentary series uh, surrounding the company called Nixium. You may have heard about this. Uh, Spoiler-free review here. I feel like this could even be one to where maybe there's going to be another season because there's season one, and I felt like maybe the ending... Uh, Felt like there could be more. Uh, the whole thing here is basically, if you're not familiar with Nixium, this was in the news, the headlines. I don't even know how many years ago at this point. <clears throat> Just a few. It's it's been three years. Three maybe. years, right? Um, and it's a company that I don't even remember exactly what the company was to begin with. They were it's like a like leadership self help, self help, right? Yeah, come and yeah, and that's what they sold to make their money. And then there was some scandals in the news surrounding sex rings. And a name that you might know that was affiliated with this is Allison Mack okay. of Smallville. Mm-hmm. Played Chloe. Chloe. And also Kristen Crook, who played Lana Lang, somewhat affiliated, but I think at the end of the day exonerated yeah. and kind of separate. But Allison Mack, very much in this documentary series. Deep. It's all surrounding this one man that is leading this whole thing. This is one of those classic cult stories. And it's going to take you into the 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 weeds of like living inside of this, essentially a cult. Yeah. And one of the top people in the organization is a film producer, and the lead guy. What's his name? Do you remember his name? I don't remember. I just saw this two nights ago, and I already can't remember the guy's <clears throat> name. That's terrible. But the the, the leader, like, I can't think of it. Either way, Logan. No, <laughs> Andy. <laughs> God, I do this all day. No, it's. It almost came to my head, but uh, either way, um, he he has this film producer at kind of his right hand side, and he asked him, you know, film me. I want you to film everything, like as if it's going to be a documentary one day, because he was like, we believe in what we're doing, and this guy had some crazy concepts, like just like a lot of these cult stories go, things get weird, and if they're going to take you all the way through it, it's nine episodes. I will say that this could have easily been four episodes. And they're really leveraging all of the footage. And here's the thing. A lot of it you do want to see. And a lot of it I would be grateful to be like, you really do need to see a lot of this behind the scenes to get a feel, to understand how deep it all goes. Um, But I would say, you know, if I was going to throw a rating on this thing, documentaries being kind of in their own category, you're not typically rewatching them. But just overall gut feeling, I'd probably still give this thing like a 2.8 because I really enjoyed it, but it didn't push me over the edge. That being said, if there was a season two, I would probably easily, it's, you're not going to be like mad that you put it on. I just wouldn't put it on and try to be waiting for some like giant big reveal. It's more of just like a casual reveal. But Scotty, you've seen this. I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. And Andy, <clears throat> have you seen it? I have not yet, but I'm going to watch this for sure. Okay, so The Vow, HBO Max. Scotty, what do you think? Uh, I watched it as it came out, so I had to wait every week. Which and, was? Uh, a year ago. See, I didn't even know. Yeah. I I was like, oh, a new documentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think I was hooked every week. 
So I didn't get that filler kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, I, we'd sat, sit down on Sunday, watch it for the hour, and we, we felt complete watching it. Um, I can understand if you kind of binged it, how you'd be like, ah, there's, there's too much filler in here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, I do believe, a second season coming. And I know there is another show on Showtime that dealt with the daughter that they were trying to get out of the cult. Right. One of the aspects of the yeah. story is a mom. Her daughter is not only in this organization, but she's one of the like top people. And I'm trying not to give like a spoiler, but this was in major headlines. The cult part, this it ended up being like a sex ring. Yeah. There were basically the women that were in it were also some of them were recruiting as well. She was like one of the lead recruiters. Yeah. And there's like the big question of like, is this girl, the daughter, yeah. a victim or not? Right. And you're you're saying there's a documentary out there that on Showtime, that. yeah. And I think that's why she wasn't featured a whole lot yeah. in this documentary. Yes. Because I think she had a deal somewhere else. Yes. And I, I mean, I agree. There were just certain parts that like I realized at the end, I was like, OK, well, this film producer guy, he's in it most of the time, mm-hmm. which like makes sense because he was the guy that was kind of filming the whole thing. Because I would have liked a little bit more on Allison Mack, because mm-hmm. um, like I remember hearing about this and being like, Chloe. Right. What are you doing? Yeah, that's that's one, why one I'm... of my favorite characters on Smallville. She's a major character. Yeah. And me and Carrie are about to start Smallville. And it's going to be like my eighth time and she's never seen it before. And and I was like, this is probably not the best way for you to meet Allison Mack. Mm. I was like, you're gonna see this whole documentary first, and then I was like, she's in the show a lot. She's a like, lot. she's a main star. <laughs> she's Clark Kent's best friend. Right. Put it that way. This is weird. Yeah. Well, Andy, watch it. Hurt watching it in that order. <laughs> that's what I said. I was. I'm excited to get your take. But Andy, you're you're gonna watch this. You haven't seen yeah, it for but... sure. It, it had me. I I remember this like coming out in the news. Like, oh, it's the girl from Smallville. I'm. I've just been intrigued by the story. It hasn't. I haven't seen it in the news recently, but it's. This seems very entertaining. Yeah, I think it's easy to be entertained if you're into any of the stories surrounding cults. This is it, and it's a lot of the classic stuff. And listen, I've seen a lot of this stuff at this point, so you know, just kind of tangent a little bit. You know, I got to the point where I was like, okay, listen, what are these people doing? And it always comes down to the same thing. I feel like it's just like a perfect storm of like an individual at the right moment in their life when things are at a certain point, some something good comes along that feels good. And then you just go and you're like, all right, this is cool. I'm with a good group. And then before you know it, I mean, you're in a sex ring and you're playing dominant and slave role-playing that goes way too far and signing contracts to be called a slave, essentially getting branded with a hot brand. Yeah. These are things that you're going to learn about that, it, you know, these were the things that made the headlines. You're going to find out exactly how this all went down. And I'm still going to say, like, I am not sold quite on, like, who's the victim yet. I'm still, like, deciding for myself of, like, you know, toward the, you know, toward, toward the end of it, you start they, they get a lot of people coming forward and saying, like, how they got mixed up in it. And, you know, they defend themselves. They're like, you just don't know, like, if you're in it. But I'm like, there's certain things that I would know. <laughs> I, I, I think I'm going to be right there with you on that one. And uh, Scotty says there's a season two. Uh, there's talking about a season two. Keith Ranieri. Keith Ranieri. That's the guy. That's the guy. Yep. This bastard. This little guy, his long hair, getting all these people to basically do anything he wants. Yeah. Play volleyball. 
loves volleyball. <laughs> and like one of the guys they're interviewing him. I mean, again, like they're not really spoilers. It's a documentary. One of the guys like, yeah, I, I didn't really get the volleyball at first. <laughs> so yeah, I think you have a good time with it. All right. The Vow, HBO Max. Uh, you heard it here. Go check it out. Let us know if you're watching it. We'll keep you apprised if there's season two. It's one of the documentaries out there. Go check it out. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, that rewatch continues, talking about The Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, podcast listeners. This is Chris Holsey. I'm the host of the new true crime podcast, Small Town Forgotten. In the first season, I focus on a very personal cold case. 31 years ago, my family member, Jimmy Wade Martin, was murdered in front of multiple witnesses in Bonterre, Missouri. A murder weapon was found, and a man confessed, and yet there have been no convictions and no justice for Jimmy Wade's twin daughters. You can listen to Small Town Forgotten directly from our website, smalltownforgotten.com, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. The Meat. Welcome back from the break. That again. Welcome back from the break. This is Mostly Superheroes. I'm your host, Logan, here with Scotty Scoop, the giggler, St. Louis, Missouri, in the basement, talking about superhero stuff. You guys might have picked up on the fact by now that we are in the middle of a rewatch in preparation for Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th, at this point, six weeks away. Did you guys even realize? Whoa. Six weeks away from an Close. epic, epic MCU Sony film bringing together some franchises with the power of the multiverse. Phase Zero stepped up in a big way, helped us, inspired us really, to start this rewatch and revisit what I call the classics. Now, I don't know if I'd still put this one in the category of the classics, because it came after, in my mind, the classic Raimi films. Tobey Maguire is a classic to me, but nonetheless, in 2012, a movie came out called The Amazing Spider-Man, starring Andrew Garfield. And we're going to break it down right now. A little background on the film, as always, some help from Wikipedia. The Amazing Spider-Man is a 2012 American superhero film based on the Marvel Comics character Spider-Man. Sharing the title of the character's longest-running comic book series of the same name, it is the fourth theatrical Spider-Man film produced by Columbia Pictures and Marvel Entertainment, and classified by Wikipedia as a reboot of the series following Sam Raimi's 2002 to 2007's Spider-Man trilogy that we just did a recap of. The first of the two films, The Amazing Spider-Man, is directed by Mark Webb <laughs> and written by James Vanderbilt, Alvin Sergent, and Steve Close from the story by Vanderbilt stars Andrew Garfield, Emma Stone, Reese Effens? Iphans, Dennis Leary, Campbell Scott, Irfan Khan, Martin Sheen, Sally Field. And in the film, after Peter Parker is bitten by a genetically altered spider, he gains newfound spider-like powers and ventures out to save the city from a mysterious villain. Heard that story before. Yeah, the origin story of <laughs> Spider-Man done again. We've talked about it at the time, right? 2007 was when Spider-Man 3 came out. This movie came out five, in my mind, short years later, to redo what some might call a masterpiece, but by any means, a very successful Spider-Man franchise. Uh, this movie came in, and I decided when I was going to watch it, I don't think I'd seen it probably in, again, I mean, I probably haven't seen this one since it came out. Like, realistically, maybe within yeah. a couple years. I don't think I watched it since it came out on Blu-ray, probably. Mm -hmm. I probably went and yeah. bought the Blu-ray, watched it, 
sat on the shelf. That was it. Then yeah. you're like, okay, I saw that. Andy, yeah. when, was, when was the last time you saw it before Maybe this? once since then, like hey. randomly on TV here and then. I kind of mm-hmm. remember. Mm-hmm. But. So we're, it's not like what you do with Spider-Man 2, Scotty, watch him once a year. This is oh, one yeah. that you watched it once. and it was, This that was, was on it. the shelf. But we brought it back to the forefront, and we're going to talk about it fresh. We always do what we can to take away all the bias, anything that we've had uh, pre-notions about, and we sat down and we watched a Spider-Man film, and I can't wait to break it open with you guys. Um, We'll talk about ratings at the end when we kind of highlight our favorite parts, how we feel about this. Uh, Some folks out there on the internet, though, just to set us up, 6.9 on IMDb, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, 66% on Metacritic. Scotty Scoop, give us your gut check on this film how you felt at the time, how did you feel during this rewatch in present day in 2021? At the time, um, I wasn't really happy with the movie. Uh, I think at the time I probably would have given it like a 2.4. Mm-hmm. Um, the costume, I think, looks great. Uh, I think uh, the lizard was a great choice for a villain. Uh, but I, I, I wasn't really feeling it. Um, watching it again yesterday, uh, I think I know what the problem I had with it was. Mm-hmm. I think we were all suffering from some sort of origin fatigue, mm-hmm. is what I'm going to call it, because we had gotten two Hulk o- origins, Spider-Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, um, this same year as the Avengers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and here we are with another Spider-Man origin. I don't think it needed to be retold. I think they could have just jumped in like the current Spider-Man movies have. Uh, but rewatching it, uh, I had a good time. You know, and I, I think a uh, little, little better than the know, first time. Than the first time. Um, great action. Um, wasn't really a fan of the, uh, I guess I would call it uh, a Twilight-esque take on... Uh, Peter Parker. Yeah. Kind of had that that feel. Yes. Yeah. Like the uh like a little... definitely a different audience. Yeah. More teeny bopper. Yeah. A little bit. Andy, how'd this go for you, man? You got two Spider Man outfits in your closet. What'd you think of this second <laughs> Spider Man franchise? I'm I'm shook by Scott's description of the origin fatigue. And now I'm like, maybe this is why I, I didn't love this movie in the first place. But the rewatch kind of like what Logan said earlier, did I, it just it kind of felt exactly like the first time, mm-hmm. which isn't really a super great thing, mm-hmm. but not super bad either. I don't know, just just middle of the road for me. Sure, and you never know. Sometimes when we get into talking about this, you change your mind by the end of it, and you're like, you know what? Yeah, we'll there's, see. There's some things I liked, things I I didn't, but Dennis Leary, love Dennis Leary, so that their casting overall was that for this was was very great fantastic i think that's one of the best part martin sheen martin sheen yeah top to bottom there really wasn't a a bad ball in my opinion yeah sally field's a great aunt may right Mm -hmm. yeah um i'm with you guys uh you know we're gonna talk about how we feel about it and get into the story i mean it's gonna be hard not to just do comparison game which is exactly what happened when i watched it the first time around and even this time around as much as i was just trying to be present in this peter parker's life you couldn't help but notice a couple things that weren't just that there were straight up, straight up copycat a couple yeah. things, and we're gonna talk about it. I also agree with you, Scotty, that I didn't really think about that. 2012, you talk about the Avengers coming out. Like you're many MCU films in, yeah. the Raimi films have been over for a while because Iron Man came out in 2008. The last Spider-Man film was 2007. I remember this. 
I was thinking, if you're going to bring this character back in a new way, why in the world are we not bringing them into the MCU? Well, that and just like y- you watch Avengers, and then you watch this, and it's apples really and oranges. Bad. <laughs> really bad. <then>. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's about one of the best movies ever made, and then this is a reboot. You know, kind of openly. Yeah, well, I'm wondering if they're going to reclassify that. Yes, you know, in six weeks. Sam Raimi's like, no, no, no. Is it a reboot, or or was it? Uh, you know, DC, it'd be like Earth. Seven. <laughs> right. Um, all right, let's get into it. Spoiler alert for the film right now. The Amazing Spider- Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield, comes in, and this is the origin story again. I feel like almost the best way to do it is a little bit of Comparison City, but um, what do they do here is they try to get you a little bit more info on Peter Parker's parents, get you involved with his dad is kind of like caught up in working with Oscorp, and there's more to how Peter Parker gets connected to Oscorp because his dad was like a worker there. Um, and it's, you know, it's there, you, you meet, uh, there's a lot of names that you hear that you never see. Harry, o- uh, Norman Osborn, apparently sick in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you get uncle Ben very much alive. Martin Sheen does a great job. Sally yeah. Fields being aunt May. I mean, she's a great aunt May bring her back. Yeah. Uh, what's she up to? Um, and then you got Andrew Garfield just playing this, uh, young, uh, Peter Parker, um, uh, trying to make his way through life, trying to skateboard and his, uh, high school hallways uh and then in this one the big swap they made is no mary jane watson but we got an emma stone playing gwen stacy what do you guys think of emma stone in this film oh uh, it's good she does yeah. a good job yeah like yeah. it's emma stone right right yeah casting like i said it was great they, I, I think they all did great casting was all right didn't, uh, didn't they like date in real life after this movie so that yeah, sounds shows right you when you when you put it together on screen you did, made the right choice mm-hmm. just like tom holland whoa yeah, I don't think Tobey Maguire dated Kirsten Dunst. Uh, Kirsten Dunst, did he? Maybe, yeah, possibly. I feel I, like that was like maybe on TMZ one day. We'll see. <laughs> I'll see what I can find here. All these Spider Mans dating their their actor counterparts. I love it. Um, but I don't know. This is you know they they pull out a lot of the same stuff, right? They they build up uh, the relationship between Uncle Ben, um, and then great power, great responsibility, but told in a different way. You know, just kind of the same line, but just kind of flipped on itself and, um. The death scene of Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben does die in this one, like in the first half hour of the movie. <clears throat> you know, if you can see me right now, it's like I'm already like I just I I had trouble from the get go. Like I was I just didn't feel I felt like the writing was a little a little weak up up front. Um, Andrew Garfield's just kind of a weird dude, and this was a strange take on Peter Parker even before he's Spider Man. Yeah, like it's just kind of a goofy guy, and I just I it felt a little thin, but. It's all right, you know, like once he gets the powers going, he goes to Oscorp. Gwen Stacy like works there as like a high school intern. Very odd. Yeah, like she's the right hand assistant to Dr. Connors, and that's your boy. What's his name again? Uh Reese Ifans. Is that oh, is that his name? Yeah. Oh, I I mi- I mixed up what you I said earlier. Like, no, Reese <laughs> Ifans. Yep, being Dr. Connors. This no. guy this guy's great. I recognized him from Little Nicky. <laughs> Plays one of the <laughs> one of the brothers. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. That's the only movie I could think of. Is I'm sure he's in a lot more. Oh but yeah, I think he is uh, easily one of the top parts of the film. Yeah, um, and basically trying to grow his arm back with a reptile cross species gene uh, therapy. Peter Parker sneaks in to get some more info about how this guy worked with his dad, and blows the guy away. Like in this one, I also liked how they made Peter Parker 
like the brilliant scientist oh, yeah. that he is. Mm-hmm. They kind of explore that in the Raimi films, but I always felt like it was kind of weak. Like, yeah. you know, he couldn't quite cut it in college. Like he was a little bit too more too real. In this one, they show his intelligence level. How do they show you? He's got a lock on his door in his bedroom with the <laughs> remote control to like lock the door and deadbolt it. Um, but the big spider bite, man. What do you guys think of the spider bite? Breaks into the Creepy. vault. Sees yeah. like a billion spiders. Yeah, they're everywhere. As a hater of all spiders, hated that whole scene. It just rains all it over. Just like I could feel them on me, just crawling all around. And then he gets that bite on his neck. It's worth it though. Like if I would definitely hang out in a room of radioactive spiders if if I had known. Yeah. Uh, how gross was it when the spider web was coming out of it, like a zit? Hold it. Yeah, Carrie had to look away at that part. Um. And then after that, that's where also I feel like, you know, this is, I try not to play comparison, but it's your fault for making a movie five years after the yeah. first one came out. Yeah. Um, I just felt like I wasn't connected to him learning his powers as much in the first one. It just felt very much like I'm Spider-Man now and I'm just going to be uh, a goofy guy that goes after the guy that kills his uncle. He does that again. Say, Oh, I, well, I was going to say one of the things that felt like straight up copycat, which I guess it's part of the Peter Parker origin story, but still seeing them so close together. The robber that kills his uncle, right? The gas station guy, same scenario. He had a chance. He had a chance. And then he's like, what's his line? He goes, not my policy. Yeah. Instead of like, not my problem. Just felt, you know, I'm like, do it a little bit more different. You know, if you're going to do this, you're going to have to like really change it up. And it just felt pretty similar. But uh, quickly gets into crime fighting mode. I like the, uh, almost the Miles Morales kind of looking. He does like the red pullover on his face with just kind of regular hoodie before he like makes his spider-man suit i thought the spider-man suit was good i mean for me it's hands down no question the raimi suit is 10 times better than this suit in my mind i agree yes i think this one's the most realistic looking like in real life but not the best for sure yeah it, it does look a little bit more real a little bit more realistic and this him in the suit the suit style and even andrew garfield playing this peter parker it reminded me of like more of the young, fun, sarcastic Spider-Man. Yeah, that maybe you see more of in the video game. I would assume at, at this point, but like you know, Tobey Maguire was more of the nerdy, more reserved Spider Peter Parker. He's more of the he's making jokes with the cops. He's making fun of uh, uh, burglars and like kind of like trash talking them as he goes. Um, but it looks pretty good overall, and. The action in this looks good, too. I like his swinging. Uh, they do a lot of first-person swings in this, where they're kind of like putting you in the eyes of Peter Parker as he's swinging, going to the buildings, looking in the reflection, get a little bit of that. Um, you guys have uh, any parts? By all means, jump in. I'm just kind of going through it as I think of it. No. Uh, Bully Garfield. Bully Garfield? Bully Garfield. Is that what, he is? Is that what it is? is that <laughs> you know, when he, he was kind of a, a jerk, you know, uh, especially the Flash, yes, you know, where he with the basketball scene, um, you know, not letting him grab the ball, and then the uh, the very awkward slam dunk and smash in the backboard chokes him out after yeah. Ben dies. Yeah, and oh, he does that dunk, and he even does it like in a Spider Man. Yeah, like like... <laughs> um, yeah, his he forgot to pick up his Aunt May, and yeah. like he's just like whatever. Smashes the front door. Smashes the front door. Man, if I was his aunt and uncle, I'd be like, we, his dead parents owe us big time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> Damn it. Glad we stole his inheritance. 
and basically, yeah, I mean, you've learned a little bit. You learn a lot more about his parents. His dad was like wrapped up in this stuff. They died in a plane crash. Yeah, I found that to be one of the more interesting parts of the movie, like expanding on like where are his parents. Yeah, they're just. Then you don't. You don't really something ever, never ever really touched on they, in, in the other movies, especially when you open the film with mm-hmm. nine-year-old, eight-year-old Peter Parker walking in on his dad doing something in his study and like having to run like it's such a big part of the story. I feel like they and they they talk about him a little bit. Doctor Connors and like his right hand man, or that guy's name, he was like a character I knew too. He was the uh, oh, uh, is it the guy that he kills? Yeah. Oh, right. oh yeah. yeah. The uh, yeah. He was in uh, Jurassic World. Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. he was, and like I felt like he had like a familiar name, but uh, having trouble remember it. But yeah. either way, uh, yeah, get a lot more of the parents in this one. Like it's like it's meant to lead you to believe that like there's more to Peter Parker becoming Spider Man than just you know randomly getting bit. Like it's like he has a reason to be at Oscorp. Is essentially what they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I like uh, Doctor Connors in this. I mean, just basically, you know, he gets the pressure to create his serum his his solve all uh d- disease serum because norman osborne is dying he's on his deathbed so that's the pressure that's where he decides to do uh testing on himself this is good it's, it gets a little ridiculous right he's he he likes peter parker so much during that tour because he impressed him peter parker shows up at his house first of all because he's like he wants to find out more about him but dr connors is like wow you really solved the formula that i've been looking for my whole life Come to Oscorp and we'll do we'll make this together. And the two of them, no one else makes this thing. Um, and he he leaves and uh, Dr. Connors puts this thing in his arm. I mean, it works. He grows his arm back. Yep. I was like, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah. Just Think about what we were like in high school. Could we have even even the best version of ourselves even done anything <laughs> remotely like that? Yeah, but we're not <laughs> scientists, Andy. I know, but still. Yeah. Well, that's the same thing with like Gwen Stacy working at Oscorp. Yeah. As a, you know, a 17-year-old. Um but he puts it in quickly, you know, quickly. So yeah, he talks to his business partner who's like cuz he he just got fired, right? He's like, "I'm not going to do human trials." And the guy's like, "You're fired." And he's like, "All right, well, I'll do it then." Puts it in, grows his arm back, back, cops in a cab to go get him. Turns into What's his official villain name? The lizard. Is it just the lizard? It's just the lizard. And he's just a big old lizard. Big old lizard. Those lips, that yeah. mouth, he's like, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Looked great, <laughs> I thought. The yeah, it looked was, amazing. Yeah. I remember at the time um, when they had first come out with the trailer, there was a lot of comparisons to the uh, Super Mario Brothers live action Goom- <laughs> Goombas. Oh, Goomba, yes. Wow. <laughs> that is yes. perfect. Yeah, and uh, I mean, his big plan that he ends up doing, right? He goes and he's like, I'm going to work in the sewer. I'm going to live in the sewer. All the lizards come, you know, find him there, all the little lizards. Yeah, weird. Really weird. Um, but his plan is, I'm going to turn everybody into lizards. Nobody's going to be outcast anymore. We're all going to be on the same level, and we're all going to be lizards. <laughs> lizard people. And we're going to be the lizard people. The lizard people. Isn't that like a... Illuminati thing? That's no, it, That's it is, rep- isn't it? Is that reptile people? Isn't yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what like? Man, we shouldn't even talk about this. We some re- some like people on the right call some people on the left lizard people, right? Am I that, am I barking is, up the right tree? That is correct. You can. T- we're talking about it as you know. We're we're a little further away from it, Andy. Don't worry. We're not going to get into <laughs> this. Isn't mostly politics? Okay, right? thank you. Not yet. Mostly lizard people. Mostly lizards. Um, Peter Parker picks up on this. He's like, listen, 
maybe I do need to stop this guy. Like Gwen Stacy's like, this isn't your job. And he's like, what if it is? <laughs> and I'm also going like, is it? Right. And maybe you should just call somebody. But he decides I'm gonna go to the I'm gonna go to the sewers. Here's my big plan. Go to one sewer main, get in the middle of a tra- like all the different sewer pipes and shoot my web a thousand ways and tie it in the middle. And then whenever someone plays one of my webs like a guitar, <laughs> I know that he's coming. It's Peter Tingle. They don't really Peter even Tingle. show you the spider synth- synths in this movie, do they? No. He's pretty bad at it, really. Yeah, he's not that good. He goes there and gets... I mean, it was kind of like a hero's journey. This was the, I know everything. I'll go figure this out. I'm going to get my ass kicked by a lizard in the sewer. And he does. Um, he also has web cartridges in this film. Yeah. He's not growing the stuff. No. How did he get his hands on that? He just... He saw it at Oscorp. Yeah, I think he just stole it. And... And kind of manufactured the rest of it. Yeah, because he tells one of the bad guys, like, I made it. And I'm like... Did you make it? But you right. didn't make it, yeah. right? And one of, there's like a video somewhere of like in Oscorp where they're like, this is our tinsel, blah, blah, blah. And it there's a, you know hundreds of yards and a single capsule. And I was like, okay, all right. Kind of cool. And it works really well. Yeah. I think his spider web looked really good. Him yeah. jumping, him as Spider-Man doing the flips, kicking around, looks pretty legit. The spy, the, anytime he's fighting the lizard, looks really good. Yeah, good CGI. Hold, holds up. Yeah, CGI holds up. There's, but you know, it's not that old. It's not. That's a really wow. yeah right yeah I did I I like the build up to him becoming Spider Man a little bit more too yeah Just like of him when he was like like he was in that warehouse like swinging from the oh you uh, talking about like the Footloose scene yeah yeah. Instead of Footloose, he's just swinging from chain. He's I mean, not swing- yeah, maybe not that. Just just the fact that they went went there like he it's just not him all of a sudden flying through the rooftops right. like oh, I'm oh I've jump been, off I know this how to building and yeah. But he kind of does because he swings around a little bit, but then he's like, I'm going to go try to swing with my new webs. And what's he, the first place he goes is like the t- one of the tallest buildings in the city and stands on like one finger. And you don't do that frequently. R- I mean, Carrie was like, <laughs> Carrie goes, first time? The first time you're going to? I was like, <laughs> um, but it looks great. Looks really good. Um, he gets his, uh, you know, he gets it. Oh, what's his name? Plays uh, Gwen Stacy's dad, the police chief. Yeah, Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Dennis Leary. Uh, he walked in whenever he's at he whenever Peter goes to visit Gwen at her at the apartment. Her dad comes in. Dennis Leary comes in. Carrie goes, "Oh, guess we just met the next bad guy." And I go, "No." And she goes, "Oh, I just assumed he was a bad guy." I was like, "Yeah, I, I can see that. He would have made a great villain." Yeah, like if they sure. would have made him be like, I mean, he could have easily been like the Green Goblin. <laughs> he kind of looks like yeah. William Defoe. I love <laughs> Dennis Leary so much. So great. Um. Rescue Me was one of my favorite shows of all time. I tr- I, I got into that a little it's been a bit. long long time though. But were there like ten seasons of that? It's a yeah. lot. Yeah, but it ended like probably fifteen years ago. Yeah, that was a real popular one. I Maybe ten. That. All right, so then uh, you know the uh, the big plan from the lizard, Doctor Connors is okay. I I, fi- I made my lizard making juice. I'm gonna put it in this machine that shoots it into the sky, and it's gonna turn the whole city into lizards. Not before I turn like some cops into lizards. And like some firefighters, I mean, those guys had probably a wild few hours just being yeah. lizards for a while. <laughs> um, and there's an antidote that can essentially s- cure everybody. And Gwen Stacy, uh, because of Peter Parker, gets sent to Oscorp. She finds it. Um, big fight at the end between uh, 
Peter and Dr. Connors, this is one of my favorite parts, parts in the movie, actually, is he gets injured. Spider-Man gets injured. He gets shot in the leg. And he's like, I got to make it all the way across the city to meet the lizard. And one of the crane workers is the, one of the guys that Peter saved his son earlier in the movie whenever he did the thing with the webs and caught all the cars and just hung them on the bridge. Do you guys like that part? Yeah, that yes. was interesting. That was uh, that guy. Yeah, was the uh, kid from ET. The kid that was the kid from ET. Yeah, the little kid. See Thomas Howell. Wow, interesting. Yeah, and he's like, here I am. I'm back for this. Right, the Amazing Spider-Man. Thirty years later, just That's some so kid's cool. dad. Oh, and a crane worker. Yep. That actually gets to help Spider-Man. He says, "Let's line up all the cranes in a way that will help this injured Spider-Man." get to Oscorp. It's pretty cool. It was a pretty cool way to show the city like kind yeah. of getting on board. I agree. It it made me feel good. Like it did make me feel a common good. man can can help uh someone else. Radioactive spider bitten teenager. Yes. Who saves everyone from the lizard people. Well it's a relatable story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh he gets there, he fights off the lizard, they get the uh Antidote into the sky. Lizard, Dr. Connors, basically fails, but not without Dennis Leary dying. And he says, promise me that you won't date my daughter. And he goes, I promise. And he lied. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a movie that doesn't really care about last wishes. Um, He's still Spider-Man in the end. And he's going to date Gwen Stacy, and he's going to keep being Spider-Man. And that's... He tried for a minute. Yeah. He did try for one. Yeah. He, he broke it. up with her. Yeah. yeah a couple t- of weeks. Typical high school. They're like, uh. Yeah, but he skipped the funeral. Yeah, skipped the funeral. You don't skip the funeral. You at least go and you stand over there. But you don't have to stand by her. Right. I mean, how'd that not look suspicious, too? Exactly. I'd be like, hey, is he Spider-Man? <laughs> Duh. <laughs> Um, and that even felt, you know, a lot like the end of the first movie where it was like, but then that's what they did different, right? Like, no, I am going to date her, you know, instead of like the big harsh breakup at a funeral. All right. That's the movie. We'll save our ratings for last. Andy, what else do we miss? You got more on your list. Did you bring some notes today? I do have a little, a little bit of notes here. What you got? Um, I enjoyed, uh. The wrestling ring callback to Spider-Man. That was the first one. First of course, one. yeah. Um, but it was a fe- boxing ring, right? Mm, no, it was, I think it was wrestling because there's like a luchador mask that it yeah, was up on the wall. Right. And that's where he got his inspiration for the suit. There you go. So You're right. I thought that was kind of cool. That was kind of cool as a as a wrestling fan. Um, well, and in case you didn't know what the lucha the what is it called luchador. luchador? He sees that mask on the wall and right he gets inspired to be like I'll make a mask. But in case that wasn't enough, when he fell through. The cop at the top, or the the guys that were chasing him, they were muggers. The guy goes, I saw your face. Yeah. <laughs> I know you. who you are. All of a sudden, he's like, oh, I guess I need a mask. <laughs> okay, what else? Um, let's see. Stan Lee cameo. Do you remember it? Um, Probably one of the best Stan Lee cameos in the game. I agree. Like, very good. With the table coming at him from behind and then stopping and 
web back. Got the headphones on, yeah. like basically like these. Just, Oblivious. Just listening to music. The good, good fight scene yeah. happening. Yes, really Miss, good. Missed that guy. But I enjoyed how they how they kind of leaned into like the nerdy, smart side of Peter Parker. But it's still, I think, it just kind of fell not flat, but it just wasn't just wasn't up to the to par for the first first go around. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's honestly because of the the timing of it. I just think it's just not as good of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I wish I would have watched this first to give myself the best chance. I guess like in 15 more years I'll try again. But like <laughs> I think at this point you're right. When the multiverse reopens again, part 2. Well, you're right. What could change our minds is what happens in future films now with the way things are looking. Scotty, what else uh what else you got in this movie? What you like? What don't you like? Uh I thought the uh the scene where he saved the the kid from the car Yes. Get all the cars hanging from the bridge and the kid in there, he takes the mask off, lets the kid see his face. Yep. You know, put the mask on, it'll make you strong and save the kid. That was good. Um My only problem with that part was that he's holding on to the car and the kid's like climbing slowly and he's like, Get up here, kid. And then the car it falls and he's like, What do I do? And I was like, Why didn't you just use your web from the get go? Right. But I mean, nitpick. Yeah. I mean, you're hanging there. He could have webbed that thing like seven, eight more times. So many things, right? This is, but it was, and dang. then it catches on fire, of course, Ma- really quickly and badly. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got? Uh, not forget that he uh, he brought home Aunt May's eggs. He remembered the eggs. Oh yeah, he just pulled them out of the backpack. Just pulls out the eggs, and it's like everything's forgiven. And I just thought like. That Uncle Ben scene is so wild. Like, everybody's right there, Yeah. first of all. Like, everyone's around. Like, Uncle Ben's across the street. I'm over here. He got the, oh, then he's dead. Barbara running away and just bang, boom, pow, it's over. And he, like, comes, he even comes across the street and he's like, Uncle Ben. And he, like, gets down and he's like, it happens so quick. I was like, this does not feel anything <laughs> like the Uncle Ben I saw that died in Sam Raimi's film. This is nothing compared to it. I feel like they could have uh they could have done with like 75% more Uncle Ben. Yes. You know, yep. maybe kill him off towards the end of the movie to really get that chemistry between Peter and Ben to make him feel like somebody. I feel like just kill him off at the beginning of every movie. Right. It's like that's the only way we can do it. Anything else on your notes? No, I got it all. Only only thing left is the rating, baby. Yeah, let's talk about how we feel in rating. So I'll I'll just talk about some high level stuff how I feel. I feel like the writing is just a little weak. I think the story itself like could have been there. Like you got all the you got all the pieces of a good story. You got the character. You got you got the girl. You got the villain. You got the Uncle Ben stuff. Like you got the origin story there, but it none of it hits. No, and I I think a lot of this is uh Andrew Garfield. I say that, but like it could have been, you know, what else is Andrew Garfield in? The Social Network, uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Never seen oh, it. That's a good he, movie. Yeah, he got an Oscar nomination for that. And I loved him in the in uh, the Facebook movie, the the Social Network. Um, but this one, I just felt like it was very much teeny bopper, very much like we don't need to give too much depth into like why he's thinking anything. He's just kind of like these things are happening to him. He's going through it, and. uh I just didn't feel that connection. And like, even when the movie is coming to a close, the only thing that got me excited for the second one was like, I looked at Carrie and I was like, what'd you think? She goes, 
I, I didn't really like it. And I said, okay. I was like, well, Jamie Foxx is in the next one. And she goes, oh. And I was like, that's pretty much what the whole world did, I think. Mm -hmm. Well yeah. said. Well said. If, I think on paper, it, it had everything going for it. You got Spider-Man. You got great actors. And it just wasn't the sum of its parts. Yeah. What it, this is, was this Carrie's first watch of this? Yes. yes first time what ever. Was, what was her thoughts? Yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, she was like, I feel like I just saw a Spider-Man movie. And I was like, you did. And also, that's also what the world thought yeah. at the time. I was like, but she goes, without, you know, but also just in general, like, I just didn't feel like it was fine. She's like, it looked really good. It looked really cool. And I like the action. And she's like, Emma Stone, great. Emma Stone, always fun to watch. Um, but just like that magic. Yeah. What about Steph? You didn't watch it with me. Shanna? Nope. You guys did this. Was, this was an alone time watch. This was your guilty pleasure watch. Right. Well, I don't like that I'm taking you guys away from the gals. You guys, you got to team up on these. You, you, I watch it during work. It's okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're always like same day. <laughs> Only during your lunch hour. <laughs> Only. Two, two and a half hour film. Yeah. It's long, too. Yeah, this this was a late night watch. Oh, yeah. Me. I had to watch this with commercials, too, because I, oh, I was too Andy. No. Dude, I did not want to pay four bucks to rent this. When I could watch it just with commercials and say four bucks, I paid four dollars. I paid the two ninety nine for the standard version. I oh, that's a good idea. I'll easily pay three or four dollars to miss out on seven to eight ads. Yeah, not I was working, so I was like, oh, the commercial hit. I was oh, like, yeah. okay, time to do some work. <laughs> time to get some stuff done. <laughs> All right, let's not mess around anymore. Let's get some ratings. Talk about how this thing made you feel, Giggler. Let's start with you, the Amazing Spider Man. Lay it on us. Yeah. So, like I said earlier, I think just not as good as the first go around i uh flip it around to like a 2.75 mm -hmm. i think all right 2.75 um, solid something that i would really only rewatch again if like i had to probably yep maybe maybe like, it should be lower than that 2.75 but i mean it's still it still had what you wanted in a in in these movies it just didn't I don't know. It, I don't know. I, I still can't think of where, what it was really the one thing it was missing, but just just wasn't as good as the first ones. That's fair. And you know what? You can maybe argue that like if you had a, a younger kid or just even doesn't have to be a younger kid, just a person that has not seen anything else and you put this in front of them, I'd be curious to hear like what they thought as a Spider-Man film. Scotty Scoop, rating, final thoughts? Um, Like I said, I think this definitely benefited from the rewatch. You know, I'm so far away, eight years probably. Um, I would give it a solid two point eight. Nice. Yeah. Um, it's, like you said, it's a Spider-Man movie. Right. It's not terrible, but it wasn't good in comparison to what we had. You know, I remember sitting down and watching it. Just when it the opening sequence, I was like, "This isn't my Spider-Man." Right. Exactly. Like already, you're yeah. thinking. Okay, who's this? Yeah, this I'm, isn't Toby. <laughs> and that young kid, I still open up with that young kid was such a choice, I felt yeah. like, too, to be like, what if his parents are still alive? Yeah. And, like, he's, like, eight, so he remembers. Because Carrie had a good point. She's like, plane crash, is that what happened in the Toby films? I'm like, I don't think they even talked about it once. Nope. No. They don't even say one thing about, like, how. All right, 2.8. Uh, guys, I think we're all pretty uh, similar. 2.8 right here as well. Nice. 
Uh, I'm with you. The magic wasn't there. I think even if this was the only film I had seen with the character, I think I'd feel the same way. Like it's, I feel like you know, it's one of those things where you like you feel bad for comparing it to the Toby films, which it's like impossible for me not to. But still, standalone, I just think that it needed a lot more. It needed to have more connection to the characters. You needed a little bit more depth into the why behind everybody in the movie. Like, even, like, Gwen Stacy. I was like, what's driving her to do what? And Peter Parker, most of all. Like, what's driving this guy to do anything? Mm -hmm. Dr. Connors, like, I mean, he puts that thing in his arm, and I guess you could argue that made him go crazy because he just flat out goes completely off the rails. Just another good good guy gone bad, bad guy story. But, like, here's the thing. Doc Ock? Alfred... Molina, yeah. yeah. I mean, they nailed it. Like, that was like yeah. a good guy gone bad, and I'm like, I'm buying this. Dr. Connors, like, as good as that actor is, I was still just like, this is bananas. But, yeah. like, they did a lot of, you know what they did? They they kind of took that too, right? They took the Doc Ock and also the Green Goblin aspect of, like, this other thing in your head. And that that lizard would talk to him and tell him, like, no, you need to do this. And he's like, okay. So, I don't know. Again, I felt like I just saw this. Yeah. You know, I just saw this. They did the same thing with Sandman, you know, at the very end, you know, give the the villain that little glimmer of redemption, you know, where Lizard reaches down and he grabs a hold of Peter as he's falling off that building. Yes. You know. And he grabs him with his his, his new hand. Yeah, his new arm. And it starts to fall apart. to disappear. <laughs> oh, and then we didn't even talk about it. There's an end credit scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're supposed to, I guess, guess that May- that's Norman Osborn. Is that who the, it was? In the sh- it, I I watched the credits roll. What did it say? It said "Man in the Shadows." See, I was gonna say like "Man in Hat." Yeah, and that guy's like, "Don't mess with Peter Park. Don't mess with him. Don't mess with Spider Man." He's like, "We'll do what we need to." Right. And is that does that pay off in the second one? I don't believe it's so at all. Right. Well, I guess we'll find out, won't we? Yeah. You guys know we got to watch that. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I love it. That's how much we love this stuff. I mean, look at the three of us. We love this stuff. The fact that you can hear it in our voices. Like yeah. This this one just didn't hit quite right. That's when you know something went wrong. All right, man. The Amazing Spider-Man. Um, we had about a, an average of 2.8 on this one. Uh, I thought it was good for comparison. Spider-Man 1. I, don't, I can't remember your guys' scores. I just have mine from uh, the recent notes. But I had a 3.7 for Tobey Maguire's first one. 3.3 for Spider-Man 2, 3.2 for Spider-Man 3, and we're at 2.8 for The Amazing Spider-Man, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is next, and you're going to be able to find all these films at our brand new Sony library review page. That's mostly superheroes.com forward slash Sony. Venom, the Toby films, and now the Garfield films, they're all going to be in there. Go check it out. Like, do you think, like, what do you think about this, this rept- reptile man being in that movie? You guys excited for that or I think so. I think it's one of the bright spots of this movie was the lizard. Is that what you mean? Yeah, Be- yeah. Being in the Amazing Spider Man? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm in in the uh the upcoming No, but yeah, being in the No Way Home, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I said that. Oh, you're talking about Spider Man No Way Home? Yeah. No. Yeah. All right, we'll do it I'm coming for, up. I'm for uh okay, good call. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to tell the future. <laughs> 
you're always right on pace. You're always like, well, what about? I'm like, just wait a minute, Andy, for the slide. Give me 30 seconds. Give me 30 seconds for, for coming up. For once, you're early. Jeez. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's keep <laughs> it going, premature. though. So the lizard, you were saying, so is that is that going to happen? So Spider-Man No Way Home coming I'm up just here. Guessing. December, oh, you're, that's I, Obviously, guess. nobody knows anything. I'm just. I thought maybe you saw it's it. It's in, in the a, rumor, man. No, no, I'm just like, it just it just seems like. That would make sense. There's only so many characters to pull from the five previous films. Yes. You know? And here's the thing. I'm okay with any of them as well, obviously. Yeah. Like, the nerd to me is, like, bring them all in. But, like, you better bring them in and make sure that it feels good. And it, But the story yeah. better be there. And if you do this for, uh, you know, a, a quick little cameo that plays nothing into the story and then nothing happens and it falls flat, like, I promise you this, your audience will notice. But I, I, I want to see them. I want to see it. I want to see this No Way Home bring in the multiverse. And I mean, they're going to do it. We know we got Doc Ock coming in. He's in the trailer. We've seen teases of Goblin from uh, Sam Raimi. You made the prediction it's going to be Hobgoblin. Um, and now we got the Amazing Spider-Man film. We just watched the first one. We don't know for sure if Garfield's going to be in it, but we have heard rumors all the way back to last year. The next movie we'll watch coming up on the show will be, uh, and it won't be this week. It'll be the, the following week because this week we have the Eternals. We'll talk Eternals. about that in a minute. But the Amazing Spider-Man 2, Jamie Foxx's Electro has been rumored to be in this film. And Jamie Foxx has, like, flat out said this. There was headlines on comicbook.com and many others last year that said, confirmed. Yeah. We shall see. Can't wait. Six weeks. Six weeks. It's counting down. Countdown is on. The rewatch is real. These Spider-Man films have been so much fun. And then, yes, in uh, two days from now, real time, when you're listening to this, the movie's out. We have seen it. The Eternals. We're seeing it at Ronnie's on IMAX Friday night. Scotty, you excited? I'm super excited. Andy? So excited. This this movie is so long, though. Did you see the runtime? Two and a half? 240 or so. 240. Whoa. Yes. Oh, gosh. Hefty. I, I, see, those are things that I don't like to tell Carrie until like the moment we go in. Oh, that's <laughs> Just fine. Give she her probably, no back out. <laughs> she probably won't listen to this before Friday, so <laughs> right. yeah. sorry, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, she's not on Patreon, so she doesn't get it early. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, no, yeah, we uh, we can't wait. We're gonna go see this thing. Uh, I can't believe we're gonna have another MCU. We have two more MCU movies before the end of the year, and today is November third. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool time to be alive. Um, all right, the Eternals, Hawkeye, Spider Man, No Way Home. All this is happening on the show. One more Spider Man movie to go. So in terms of coming up, you'll see here uh, an, a full review, spoiler filled review of the Eternals next week. Week after that, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, getting us primed and ready for No Way Home coming up in December. Folks, we had a couple other things that we wanted to highlight. We had uh, a trailer come out this week before we wrap up the show today. It's Morbius, the living vampire, Jared Leto. The first full-length trailer. Holy cow, vampire in action. Uh, Jared Leto looks fantastic. This thing looks great. Uh, let's start with you, Giggler. What would you think of this trailer? Definitely got me more excited than I was prior. I kind of forgot this movie was even coming out. Mm -hmm. What what is the release date? Can you, I don't even remember. Uh, I think it's mid January. Okay. Yeah, I knew it was like extremely soon. So. Yeah. January. Some, something January. Else to look forward to, I guess. Uh, but I mean, it's been delayed. I was thinking in my oh head. Oh my gosh. I was like, do we do we see this like opening night or is this like a five dollar Tuesday type thing? Like, wait a little bit. I'll probably. 
go for I'm, the ladder. I'm seeing this opening weekend. I don't know if I'm going for opening night. Yeah, opening yeah. weekend just because of the podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to make sure we get that somewhat review. But, like, you're right. It's not, like, the same kind of countdown I have for the Eternals or Spider-Man right now. It's like, but some cool things from the trailer. We'll just talk about it. Spoiler alert if you're into that kind of thing for trailers. Uh, Michael Keaton just flat out in this thing again. Can you guys, who is he playing? Oh, man. It's all over the place. Because he looks like he's in like a, a scientist jacket, like a a, a, a lab coat. Yeah. A scientist jacket. <laughs> scientist hey. jacket. Acting it's practice. the end of the show. We're almost there, buddy. Acting. Hey, I stand by acting practice. Play practice. Play practice. <laughs> but I mean, here's the thing. It seems like in the very first teaser we got, you know, 30 years ago, right? Um, he was... It looked like he was like in prison, maybe, mm. or he was he was the vulture. But this, yeah. I just can't tell if he's just like a new character. That's uh, man, this is full full blown multiverse madness. Yeah. Is what's going on right here? <laughs> what if he's Batman? Right. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just jumped over here from the Flash. Uh, what else we get? We also get uh, a call out to Venom, which this is the Sony verse, right? This is this is one of uh, Morbius is one of the. Um, Sony Spider-Man characters. Absolutely. They got a whole handful of these. This is one of them. And there's a call out directly to Venom. You know, like Morbius being Morbius, but like says, like, I'm Venom. Just kidding. Um, and we know what we saw in Venom. Let there be carnage in credit scene. Is there any chance we're going to see Morbius in No Way Home? Uh, I don't think so. That seems too weird. Yeah. No one would know. Yeah, who it is. Not, not no one. Well, and here's, obviously, here's the thing. A lot of people I don't think would. I think Morbius was supposed to come out before the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. So I don't know if they had to reshoot anything to nah, to not, make no, it no, fit. No. I think right? it'd be more like I really think you'd be more likely to see Venom in it than in the Morbius movie. Mor- no, sorry, Venom in No Way Home than Morbius. I mean, I'm about to like that's happening. Uh, yeah. We we better get something. That's happening. I'm already like that's like I'm I, in my mind. Venom's in No Way Home confirmed. <laughs> I, I'm predicting Ed credit scene, but okay, that's fair. You know what? Uh, it'd be cool. Like one thing we know from Morbius trailer, we got the same thing from before the teaser. Like it was realistically, it was like a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, Spider Man, Raimi, Raimi, Spider Man on the wall, on the wall. Yeah, murderer, murderer. What do we think about this? Like, after seeing the full-blown trailer, like, is Spider-Man in this world? Or is he not? Yes. Is this the Spider-Man murderer that killed, uh, uh, what's his name from the, the last Spider-Man movie? From uh, the Tom Holland. Right. Far, from, from, far home. from Home. Murdering Mysterio. Mysterio. Is this, is, is that this, why? Is this why he's labeled a murderer? And is that why Keaton's in there? Because he's from Homecoming? You can't this, mess with us like this. There's so many... Loose F- threads M-O. here. Come on now, and, and I, I, th- I think that's, I think it's going to play to their advantage that there is so much speculation correct. of what is going on with this movie. Well, and at this point, man, I've said it like with Venom and everything, Sony, like everybody's playing ball. It's not like it was whenever this Andrew Garfield movie came out. Yeah, like that movie came out the same year as Avengers, and they were like, "No, <laughs> we'll, you watch us. We'll mm-hmm. make this Spider-Man." No, 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 like. Bring it in house. Let everybody play together. I just you got Venom. Let there be carnage. Eight weeks later, you got Spider Man No Way Home. Four weeks later, three weeks, you got Morbius. Morbius. I don't know. I'm just feeling a little bit of like maybe a little bit of a uh, scheduling. Like they're working with each other. 
Sony. Andy, get excited, man. Sony working the magic. I'm, I'm taking trying. it one at a time. They've okay. got uh, what Craven in the in the pipe. Yeah. Also, yeah. that's another one. Craven, Craven the Hunter, Hunter playing by Jonathan Majors. Uh, no. no, that that's is a, Kang. That was Kang. Kang. Uh, this is Craven a... is the guy who played Quicksilver in Avengers: Age of Ultron. Michael Leslie Johnson or something like that. I, mean, God, I think you're right. Yeah, that? he played. Uh, he's also an American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, Aaron Taylor yeah, Johnson. No, where did the I get other? That? That's the other Quicksilver. That's the other Quicksilver. Yeah, Aaron. Yeah, you're right. It is Aaron Taylor Johnson. Played Kick Ass. Yep. Like Quicksilver in yeah. the MCU. Craven the Hunter. Uh, I've heard rumors of like a Black Sable. Uh, yeah. Um, Black Cat. Black and Cat. Silver Sable. Silver Sable. Yeah. Combine the names. This is why yeah. we. That's why we need you, Scotty. Yeah. Got the source material down. These are the Sony Marvel properties. How will they play a role? It's all coming together, I think. But like Andy said, one movie at a time. Starting off with the Eternals. Can't wait. All right, boys. Season two, episode forty-five. Anything else on the list for this week? Um, our favorite theater. Yes, Ronnie's. Ronnie's. Marcus. Marcus. Got some news. What? They uh they just had their quarterly earnings report and in the first time since the pandemic they are positive in cash flow in cash flow in cash flow way to go ronnie's movies are back movies are back that is something i want to hear uh this has been an interesting year right the interesting two years and summer at the movies yeah we went every almost every week for like 10 weeks and then like here we go we're back again back again i'm realizing man that is not something that's going away i love the home streaming but I love going to the movies. All about the experience. Yes. And this is like, you know, the Eternals. You talk about a movie you got to see in IMAX. Yeah. Dune, you guys said it, right? It's like some of these movies, the way they shoot them, get in front of that big screen. Can't wait. Back row. We got the seats. Oh, yeah. yeah. Three Kings. (laughs) Yes, please. A little pre-show beer. Do some apps. Happy hour. Giggler, any final words for the squad? I'm really pumped for happy hour now that we're talking about it. (laughs) <laughs> it's only Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday for us. Two more days. The week's almost here. Scotty, so close. Scotty Scoot, final send-off for the crew. Uh, thanks, guys. Good show. Yeah, man. Thanks Likewise. for coming back. I mean, look at that. We get you in randomly. I'm on a streak. And you're on a streak right now. You're Like I said, I think you're – tell me if you're down. Finish up Spider-Man with us and definitely do uh, – Eternals. Eternals. And uh, PC Mike, we miss you. We love you. And – He'll be in here. Ditto. We've we've been texting with him. He's going to be back in here. You know, whenever he sees something that he's got to talk about, you know he's going to be here. And, hey, I said we get four of us in here. Oh, yeah. There's room. Absolutely. Listener, watcher, we're nothing without you guys. You guys keep showing up for us. You keep telling your friends and family about us, and you keep supporting us, whether you're liking us, you're subscribing to us where you listen to podcasts, watching us on YouTube, and by all means, please spend some time at MostlySuperheroes.com. The website looks great. We spent a lot of time making it easy, fun to use, new categories showing up all the time, and contests happening at MostlySuperheroes.com forward slash contest, and we'll keep doing it for you. Come join us next week back in the basement here in St. Louis for another episode of Mostly Superheroes. We'll see you next time. Take it easy.